0: Well, Kyle Neddenriff here with our sectional preview podcast, and we're going to be talking a lot of Central Indiana basketball uh, as the sectional gets underway on Tuesday. Joined by uh, Jeff Shanley and Trevor Andershock. guys, thanks for coming back on. Thanks for having us. Definitely should be a fun week of basketball, guys. We're heading into the into the uh, home stretch of the regular season games as we record this on Friday, and then uh, basically the weekend off before we get going on Tuesday. And uh, really, you know, we might as well start with Sectional Ten because I think that's the one everybody was pointing at when the when the draw came out. And you know, first off. If you're Al Gooden, and he's probably not going to say this publicly, but, man, you got to be pretty happy with, with where you're sitting on that side of the bracket. Basically, it ends up with uh, at Lawrence North, Lawrence Central uh, will play the winner of North Central and Tech, and then the other side of the bracket is the, the three monsters, Cathedral and Lawrence North, play each other. Lawrence Central, uh, like I said, in the, uh, in the game one semifinal, and then Warren Central will play the LN Cathedral winner. So if you're LC, that's about as good as you could possibly hope for.
1: Yeah, did Al Gooden like keep take the blind draw hostage to create this draw for him? This is like you said, this is as good as it gets for LC.
0: The only thing you could say is maybe you'd want to play a game and and play North Central or Tech maybe in the first round just to to kind of they've been off for a while, yeah. uh, but you know this this uh, this sets up really nicely for them to kind of get a warm up game on Friday and then play one of those three and and you'll and the the benefit for them is they only have to beat one of them. Yeah,
2: I think it's. It sets up well with the buy. You kind of overlook guys sometimes, but I don't think it's going to be to the level of overlooking North Central or Tech and them actually losing. It might be close for a little bit, but with the way Elsie's playing, I don't see them actually slipping up and uh, getting beat by one of those teams.
0: Yeah, weird things happen. You can see one of those teams maybe trying to uh, you know, slow the game down or doing something unusual maybe. Uh, but still, Elsie so talented as far as you know offensively. Um, you know you're going to have one of those one of those three Laravia, Pack or or Davis. You know will, will will probably be on enough to get you through that game. How do you guys see the the other side of that? I haven't done my you know predictions yet for Four A or anything like that. But uh, I think that the, obviously the toughest is is Lawrence Northern Cathedral uh, having to play each other, and 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 your route to a title there would either be you know beating each other. Then LC and then Warren most likely, uh, or I'm sorry, Warren then LC. But but that's about as that's about as tough as it gets on the other side. Uh, but how do you see that shaking out? I, Warren hasn't been uh, maybe up to what Chris Byers think they thinks they should be. Um, clearly, he was not not happy when I talked to him last Friday <laughs> night and and uh, really questioned his toughness and leadership of his team, which I thought was interesting at this point of the season to do that. Uh, but he knows what he's doing, and, and maybe that draws it out of him a little bit. But uh, I think maybe maybe that side of the bracket could be more wide open than people think, or maybe Warren is just going to turn it on and, and, and blow the doors off once the sectional starts.
2: Yeah, I love how Lawrence North's playing with Tony Perkins and Jared Hankins scoring at will, basically. Those two are playing great, and down the stretch here, they've been one of the best teams in the state. And I think they can carry that into beating Cathedral and possibly beating even Warren Central and then playing their big rival, Lawrence Central, for the title. Anything could happen there. So I love the Lawrence North going into this.
1: Yeah, and I was following their game uh, last night. I mean, they were up 15 on a a talented HSE squad, I mean, from the jump. So like you said, Tony Perkins and Jared Hankins, um, that's a lot to – to deal with on the perimeter, um, you know, you talked about Warren Central. Only two losses on the year, and the losses have been to LC and Carmel. So it's not like they no, yeah, yeah, they've been jumped by somebody who's a 500 ball club. But it is interesting that Byers made those comments because the toughness and leadership is what gave them a state title last year. I thought it, it sure wasn't raw talent. Um, so for him to make those comments was interesting. And I think, you know, you could make a strong case for Armand Franklin at Cathedral as Mr. Basketball with the way he's played in big games. He's had a phenomenal year for Jason Delaney and the Irish, and it's not just a one-man show. I mean, they've got a lot of other good pieces there. So any it wouldn't surprise me if any of those three teams was capable of winning this sectional.
0: Yeah, at Cathedral, uh, you remember last year they played each other and uh, um, Lawrence North beat. Cathedral in the first game, and then uh, and then lost the next night. Uh, but but you know, kind of so so a little bit of a rematch from last year. Uh, you know, like you said, Jeff Armand Franklin's had a had a really good year. It's a it's offensively a really good team, uh, and conversely, Lawrence North. You know, they they've also been very good offensively. The thing that kind of worries you about LN is is. You know, they go to Connorsville and get beat, but then they come back and they, they have some really good games. So yeah. you just wonder in those lower possession games, you know, how they fare. Uh, I saw them early in the year against LC, and LC really kind of took it to them. Uh, but, you know, Trevor, like you said, they are playing really well. Um, and again, it's just, you know, a 32 minute game. I mean, sometimes you just throw the momentum goes out the window. It's just <laughs> how you show up on that night, you know, if shots are going in. Uh, but I, the the thing I do like about Cathedral is they they make shots most of the time. They're they're they'll find somebody who's hitting, you know, Armand and then somebody else. And that's been a good formula for them this year.
2: Yeah, either Justin Hensley, James Franklin, Tayshawn Comer, the freshman, yeah, that whole group around Armand. Either one or two of those guys usually steps up with Armand being the consistent factor. So yeah, that first game between Cathedral and Lawrence North
0: should be a great one. And really, the only so Cathedral's only losses since uh, Carmel, uh, right around the the new year, was to Culver, and that was right after uh, they'd won the city. Uh, so so you could understand that a little bit. Didn't didn't score a lot in that game, and then uh, Ben Davis beat him by one point uh, last weekend. That's certainly not a not a terrible loss either. Uh, what do you guys you know any any possibility of, of North Central or Tech, um, you know, giving Elsie a run in that in that game Friday night?
2: I think maybe for a half, but I don't see it being a game down the
1: stretch. Yeah, I remember watching the um, Marion County Tournament game between LN and LC, and Lawrence North kind of took that strategy in the first half of go spreading out four corners, trying to slow the tempo down, and had control for a little bit, but I really thought that disrupted Lawrence North's rhythm almost more than it did LC, so... Um, Elsie's seen that before and they were able to they just cranked up the pressure on Lawrence North in the second half and just sped them up I mean you have so many versatile pieces that are good athletes that really aren't subpar defenders for all their offensive exploits they're not a bad defensive team I don't think you know they have a shot blocker at the rim in West Jordan so I just think if they see you know Tech or North Central trying to slow it down they're just They're just going to go out and pick them up and pressure them and try and force turnovers to get it back in their favor.
0: Who do you guys like coming out of the Lawrence North sectional? Overall, I like Lawrence
2: Central. The draw and then the way they're playing, I think it just sets up really well for them. So I've
1: got to go with
2: Lawrence Central.
1: Yeah, I'd probably say – I mean, the draw setting up well for them is an understatement. Uh, But, yeah, just the diverse offensive talent. They can hit threes. They can get to the basket. They They can turn you over. Um, they're almost like Warren was last year. I think where there's so many different players that can hurt you in different ways. Um, I think I think the Bears definitely are are the favorites in my eyes at least.
0: Yeah, I would, I would take LC too. So there you go, David Bell. Uh, three, we're or, <laughs> or three for three on picking LC. Uh, but I, I do think Warren. They've got another notch. I think they can take it to. And you know, like uh, Jeff said, I mean, it's not like you know we're, we're kind of. You know, they're 22-2 and two still. I mean, it's not like they're they're struggling uh, by any means. Chris Byers got, you know, that Carmel game, he got thrown out. Um, I would question whether that was necessary in, in that moment for him to be thrown out. I don't think he did enough to probably warrant that. Uh, but that kind of changed the, how that game went, too. I don't think it would have been a 17-point game uh, if that wouldn't have happened. But, but that, that I mean, Warren-LC, I think, would be a phenomenal game. Uh, LN or Cathedral would be in that championship, too, I think would be a lot of fun. So... Uh, looking forward to spending a lot of time uh, next week over at Lawrence North. Uh, guys, let's kind of go through here, too. Uh, sectional 7 uh, at Kokomo, that's where Zionsville resides, and they, they also got a pretty a pretty decent draw because they do get a bye, but they could see Lafayette Jeff uh, in that first game up there, and uh, the Barnheisers can, can score. That's a probably, you know, might be the toughest team in there other than Zionsville. Uh, how do you like the Eagles' chances of winning a, a sectional again?
2: I think they're they're definitely the heavy favorite. Like you were saying, I think Lafayette Jeff has an outside chance of beating them just because Braxton and Brooks, uh, Barnheiser can get going from deep, along with uh, Avery Beaver. Ashton Beaver as well. Yeah, so they like to gun it up from three, and if they get hot against Zionsville's zone, I think it gives them a chance. But overall, I, I like
1: Zionsville. Yeah, Trevor and I had talked about, This before, if that Lafayette Jeff Zionsville game materializes, you know, I don't know what the record is for most combined three point attempts in a game, but that's going to be close to the top of that (laughs) list because, you know, you have people like Brandon Vernon and Isaiah Thompson, certainly not bashful shooting from deep. Everybody on Lafayette Jeff has the green light from behind the arc. Um, Even Nate Childress at Zionsville has been shooting it really well this year. So a lot of threes going to go up in that game. I think you look at the other side of that and Logansport. Uh, with Sam Skaggs and Will Penny, probably the favorite to meet one of those two teams on Saturday. Um, but yeah, like Trevor said, I think Zionsville's is a clear
0: favorite. Most combined threes in the game is 28. By the way, there you go. Um,
1: that man. record's definitely get broken. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, so yeah, that, I would say Zionsville probably a, a pretty clear favorite. I, I like how they, uh, I like that makeup of this team with Childress and Thompson, and like I said, Vernon can shoot it. Um, you know they've they've got a lot of weapons there other than Isaiah Thompson this year, uh, so they should be the favorite. And then Sectional Eight, um, I, I think is you know it's a good bracket this year, probably better than 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 people realize. Noblesville's been playing better. Uh, Fishers has really been solid all year long. Uh, you know they've got a freshman who who I liked saw early in the year Simmons and uh, some other guys too that that can score for him. Pretty good balance. Um, you know, and they they play Anderson in the first game. And then would would play Carmel, you know. So it's not like they can, uh, not an easy route for them. But you know, they're a team that could give some some good Carmel a game, I think. And, and then the other side, pretty well balanced too, where you got HSE and Westfield in the first game, and then Noblesville, uh, like I said, has been playing better. Uh, that should be a pretty good semifinal night as well. If you have Noblesville, uh, Noblesville HSC, Carmel, Fishers, uh, if that works out, could be a couple of good games at Carmel. Yeah, like you're saying, Fishers just so
2: balanced and you know they're going to defend so they're going to be in every game and I think that's how they could give Carmel some problems Um, but Willie Jackson the senior for Fishers having a great year and like you said Jeff Simmons a freshman Um, those two really kind of the inside outside guard front court back court combo right there Um, so in most other sectionals I think Fishers would have a chance of winning one but with Carmel playing so well it's going to be an uphill battle for them
1: yeah, I think Carmel, in my eyes, is I, I would probably pick them as the f- favorite to win state in four A this year. Just the balance they have with John Mike Malloy inside, their guard plays spectacularly, can really shoot it. Um, HSE's kind of been up and down. You know, they took a beating last night against LN. They've had some good wins, but have struggled to put together at times. And like Trevor said, Fisher's always going to defend. Um, that could be a slugfest between them and Carmel, and then. You know, if Zach Johnson and Xavier Hines get going for Noblesville, it wouldn't be a shock for me to see them playing on Saturday night. So um, definitely a lot of interesting matchups. I think Carmel still, though, far and away the favorite. But Carmel's route to get there, who they're going to play on Saturday, you know, if they make it there, I think is going to be very interesting for that section.
0: Yeah, HSC still one of those teams that it's kind of similar to last year where they started hot and then kind of were uh, off and on, I guess, in the second half of the season. Uh, but they're a team if they get to Saturday, you know they're a team that has the horses you know that could give Carmel some trouble and early on when they played the other night, uh, well i guess it's been a couple weeks ago now, but they they hung with them and then they just couldn't shoot at all and, and uh Carmel has something to do with that they're a great defensive team, but I'm kind of like you guys I think Carmel might be the best team I think uh, in the state um you know definitely on that tier with warren and and Lawrence Central. And uh, they've they beat both those teams. So, you know, Carmel's only lost to Brownsburg on that snowy night where uh, they were about the only game going on in the state, and they lost by two late in that game. Otherwise, they're undefeated right now. Um, so, yeah, I think the Carmel's definitely the favorite there. Uh, what do you guys think in general on the north side of the bracket in, in 4A? Uh, anybody up there who, who can give Zionsville, um, you know, potentially Zionsville, Carmel, a, a good game as they work their way through the tournament based on what we – Picking?
2: Uh, I think down the road, maybe in a semi state matchup with Valpo. They've been playing better lately. Brandon Newman, obviously, having a great year, and Nate Ayrton is coming along better. Um, he's going to Bethel. Um, it seems like they're getting kind of finding their stride late in the season. Uh, beat up on my Chesterton guys last <laughs> week. So um, I think they could possibly give either Zionsville or Carmel a game down the road.
1: I look at a possible regional game. Um, against homestead Mm -hmm. not saying that homestead's got a great chance to beat them but um luke goody the sophomore there at homestead uh has been playing really well this year another kid they have zach kruger junior guard has come on really the last month or so to be a very um, solid offensive force chris johnson's obviously won a state title there a few years back um a great coach in his own right so i think that could be an interesting regional game um, not saying that Carmel wouldn't be favored to win that, but I think Homestead um, could give them some problems. They got guys that can all handle and pass and uh, shoot a little bit. Um, so I think that could be an interesting game. Like Trevor said, Val, anytime you run against somebody like Brandon Newman that can put points on a board mm-hmm. uh, quickly, that's going to be a concern of theirs. Um, but yeah, I think on the north side, Carmel's definitely, you know. The leader in the clubhouse,
0: I would think, heading into the state tournament. And of course, Fort Wayne Dwenger, always a sleeper, coming out. Of
1: <laughs> One four in a row. They play Carmel tonight. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens there. At uh, possible at, preview. The
0: <laughs> then we look down to the southern half. We talked about uh, the sectional ten at Lawrence North. Uh, Sectional nine, I think, could be a real uh, dogfight over in Richmond. I know New Pal. This is they've kind of been building for a while, and they're really hoping this is the year uh, they can break through and and win a sectional. Uh, They will play Greenfield Central in the first game, and then they would have a tough game with Connersville uh, in the semifinal uh, on the Friday night, and then the other side of the bracket you know pretty pretty balanced Uh, Mount Vernon I would say is better than its 9-11 record would show they've kind of lost some games here down the stretch and then Richmond you know they play Pendleton Heights definitely some talent on that on that Richmond team but you know this is always seems like it's always a very balanced sectional and I don't think that's any different this year but you know do you guys think uh, this could be new pals year to to maybe break through and win one
2: I think it could be but you never want to play Connorsville. it seems like every year they're they're tough under Kerry Brown, and mm-hmm. this year they have Noah Belt stepping up as a senior. These past few years, you have that senior guard step up and carry them. Um, you know they're going to defend and play within themselves. They're not going to beat themselves. So I think New Pal has a great chance, but I would never count out Connersville.
1: Yeah, I think you know those two potentially, obviously Greenfield Central struggling. That Friday night game could be very interesting. I think the other Friday night game, if you get Richmond and Mount Vernon, both of those teams, in my opinion, are much better than their records would indicate. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw Mount Vernon, um, Peyton Metters, a senior wing that's really good, Brandon Bell, who's a junior guy that I really love, just the pace he plays with, um, and they've got some other talent on that team as well. And then Richmond, uh, with the Croft brothers, Lucas Croft heading to Ball State, you know, those two can erupt for fifty on their own, you know, on a given night. So if it's that night, you run into that that's going to be tough to overcome but i think new pal and connorsville um whoever wins that semifinal game on friday is probably gonna be the favorite on saturday
0: and mount vernon is the defending champ there although this is a different team uh this year different coach uh ben rhodes is there now and, and travis doherty is um, you know stepped down after last year but it's a little bit different team but again uh you know a chance that, that mount vernon could could win that sectional but uh uh, New Pal, Connorsville, Richmond, all I think all have a decent shot at it. And then we jump down. Uh, sectional 11 is at Perry Meridian uh, this year. And again, probably a situation where it could be decided on Friday night. Pike plays Southport in the first game on Tuesday. Uh, Southport's kind of been up and down, and, and, and I wouldn't be surprised if they give Pike a, a good game on Tuesday night. But if it holds to form, you know, Pike would play Ben Davis on Friday. Uh, in the semifinal. Those two teams split uh, two games earlier this year, and I'm not sure how I would pick that game. I'd probably give Pike maybe just the slightest of advantages, but uh, I don't know. I, I, ben Davis has been been winning some games here lately and seems to be playing better.
2: Yeah, I'd probably go the other way. I, I can't count out Dewan Jones inside. I know if he gets a few cheap fouls or something, that would swing the game, but there's no answer to 6-8-3. <laughs> <six, eight, three. laughs> Fifty, in there, but uh, it's so dominant. And then I love Jalen Wyndham is his shooting from the outside. And I think those two give Ben Davis a slight edge in, in my eyes. But like you said, they split during the regular season with Pike. So
0: yeah, since it since Ben Davis lost um, to Carmel, the, you know they've they've ripped off some good wins over Addicts, Avon's a good team. Their only loss, you know, they beat Cathedral, beat Decatur, which is another good team in that sectional. Their only loss was to uh, Lawrence North, which was on a last-second shot. So, uh, seems like you know, I talked to Don Carlisle when they were kind of going through that tough stretch, and he was a little disappointed in how they were playing. Uh, but it seems like ever since then, they've they've kind of got it going. The key with them is how they handle the ball. You know, if they yeah. if they don't turn it over, you know, they're gonna have they're gonna get good shots. Um, but that's always the uh, it's a little easier said than done sometimes. But and that. Pike does make you turn it over some, so I, I, that's maybe why I give Pike a slight advantage. But I, I could see that going either way. Uh, Jeff, what do you think in that sectional? Any, anybody else, Southport, Decatur Central, uh, I mean, have a shot there? I
1: think they're, they're certainly talented enough of pulling off an upset, but to win three games I think might be tough for both those. I think Decatur Central's definitely the favorite to come out of that half of the bracket.
0: Yeah, they got a good draw.
1: And then going out back to that Pike-Ben Davis game, I mean – we saw what Pike was capable of when they played Center Grove back in December, if they get turnovers. And when I saw them in the Marion County term against Burbuff, I mean, they just beat up Burbuff's guards. I mean, it's so physical. I think if they can do that to Ben Davis's guards, just really get in them and, you know, if fouls aren't getting called, if they, the officials let that be a physical game, Pike certainly got the, the backcourt to be physical. Um, they could disrupt Ben Davis trying to keep the ball from getting into DeJuan because – once it goes into him, I mean, you're kind of at his mercy. Um, but if Pike can really get in, be physical, um, turn Ben Davis over, I think I think they've got a shot. But I'd probably side with Trevor. I think Ben Davis, uh, if I had to pick a winner between that game, I'd probably go with the Giants um, just right now, the way they've been playing over the last five, six weeks.
0: Ben Davis has won the last two sectionals in, in that sectional in, in uh if you remember last year, uh, you know in the regional really had a chance to beat Warren and, and a, kind of a. We can ask Aaron, Aaron Henry about that sometime again, but kind of a questionable call on the uh, was it a turnover or foul and and uh, they ended up getting the timeout and uh, you know that that was an interesting uh, finish, interesting play there late in that game. But regardless, Ben Davis has won the last two, so they have guys who have done it before, and uh, that experience sometimes can help you uh, in big games and. Then, Brownsburg is hosting sectional 12, and I think they're pretty clearly the favorite, although there are some teams in there that, that have good records, and uh, I mentioned Avon a few minutes ago. They're a team that is on the rise this year and and could could be a team to uh, to maybe give Brownsburg some trouble.
2: Yeah, I like how Avon's playing on the stretch. Uh, definitely a different team than what they were earlier in the year, and I believe they have Zach Reinhardt back mm-hmm. inside now, and uh, Jaden Brewer, sophomore form, is playing really well. J.P. Carroll at the point. Um, I just like their overall makeup. I think uh, they could possibly give Brownsburg a game if Brownsburg does beat Plainfield. Um, I would say Brownsburg is the definite favorite, but tough path for him playing yeah. Plainfield right away and then Avon waiting for him.
1: Yeah, Brownsburg beat up on Plainfield by 20, I think, at Hendricks County Tournament back in early January. I had a chance to see Plainfield against Franklin last week, a game that Franklin ended up winning. But um, if Plainfield's hitting from the outside with the Gibbs brothers, Jacob and Cade, and then Aiden Boo are the sophomore guard from them, I mean, they're not afraid to shoot threes. They have some length and some athleticism um, to really cause Brownsburg, uh, I think, a few more problems than they did back in that Hendricks County game. Um, So I'd expect that to be closer than a 20-point game. I still think I'd give Brownsburg the edge. But then, like Trevor said, Avon's certainly a team that's come on the last half of the season, um, waiting there with the bye. So they'll have all week to get ready um, for that game. So definitely not the easiest draw for Brownsburg. But, again, playing on their home court, I think they definitely have to be seen as the favorite in that sectional.
0: Yeah, been a really good year, kind of a surprising year for playing field. Jacob and and, uh, Kate Gibbs, like you said, have been – leading the way for them but uh, Andy Weaver has to be happy with how this season's gone even though you know, they've lost a few games here down the stretch but you know to be 18 and 5 I'm not sure a lot of people expected that out of them this year and and not a very good draw for them to have to get Brownsburg right away at home and I think it's probably a tough matchup for playing field uh, with Brownsburg size and, and athleticism inside but um, but regardless Brownsburg not easy either having to play Plainfield, and then Avon, and then the other side of the bracket is is definitely Mooresville. Caught a caught a break. Uh, they played the winner of Terre Haute South and Terre Haute North, and uh, Mooresville again. At, you know, 15 wins seems like Bob Carter always. They seem to to get it done down there and and uh, kind of quietly go about their business. And uh, John Eineman, really good football player on that on that basketball team. And again, they're the mid state champions, so you got to respect what Mooresville's done.
2: Yeah, you could see them kind of slipping in there. If somehow Plainfield or Avon uh, can beat Brownsburg and Mooresville gets the championship game, it would set up nicely for them. But obviously, going to be tough to uh, pull that upset on, on
0: Brownsburg. And Brownsburg, of course, uh, led by Cam Alford, who committed to Alabama A&M, but uh, they have some other good weapons as well. You know, I think if this is a team, you know, if they can get through, they're probably be feeling a little bit of pressure. You know, trying to get through this sectional uh, because they are the favorite. Uh, but that's a team, you know, if they get get into a regional, it, it, they're just a tough team to beat. Uh, they have a lot of good wins this year. They play possession basketball, and and uh, they make, make every possession count. If they can shoot, that's the thing with them sometimes is the shooting goes south uh, time to time, even on free throws. Uh, but that's a team I think if they can get in a regional and, and get in a game where it's really, you know, defensive-oriented, they can they can beat somebody pretty good.
2: Yeah, definitely. They have great size, too, from – Alford being really strong at the point guard position, Malik Edmonds inside, Mm -hmm. Ryan Wiggins, uh, Richard Lang, and then you have Pierce Thomas on the wing with great size and athleticism. So, yeah, they can shut down anybody
1: in the state with their size, athleticism, toughness.
0: Yeah, Reese Thomas as well, good good defensive player. I think
1: the key are the two Thomases, Pierce and Reese. If those two are hitting and you have to adjust to get out to them, that just opens the floor for Cam Alford and – I'm not sure there's a point guard in the state that can keep him out of the lane just with his strength and physicality, and he's so aggressive at going at defenders. Um, if he has space to operate in the paint, um, he can be a nightmare to guard. So if they're hitting, they're a completely different team. But like you said, Kyle, that's not always the case for the
0: Bulldogs. Yeah, we've seen a few games. Uh, Zionsville was one of them where they just could not get anything to go down. Uh, from the outside, and then Center Grove, kind of in a similar position as Brownsburg, they're hosting. Uh, they are the favorite, and they play a lot of teams, kind of like Brownsburg, that know them really well. And right off the bat, they play a Greenwood team that that scared them to death. You know, in the in the county tournament, to, took them to double overtime. So again, you know, Center Grove, Tracy Jackson Davis, and, and, and Nickerson and Piercefield, they're all guys who have been around for a long time. Uh, senior dominated team, and. and you would assume they're the the favorite, but you got some good teams in there like Franklin and and uh, and Whiteland's been good up and down this year. Greenwood, like I said, gave them a tough game, so it's not a not a slam dunk exactly. But uh, the Trojans definitely uh, this could be their year. Yeah, you were talking about Bronsburg
2: shooting. I think that's the key for Center Grove as well. With Piercefield, Nickerson, Greller, those guys are hitting from the outside. They're one of the best teams in the state. If they go cold, then they're there possibly could be an upset. Maybe Franklin could beat him if uh, those guys aren't hitting And You can kind of sink down on Trace inside and not allow him to get easy buckets in the paint. But, yeah, it's it's yeah. tough to beat a McDonald's All-American. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, he's, he's definitely one of the biggest weapons you can have, somebody who moves like that. Um, I think, you know, when I saw, had a chance to see them at Hall of Fame, when they played Westview in the first game, Westview just kind of sold out and said, well, if they hit threes, we're going to get beat by 30. Mm-hmm. And just kind of made Center Gro- Grove uh, prove that. I think it kind of works against Greenwood that they took him to double overtime because yeah, they're too. not going to be able to to creep up on him now. Center Grove's well aware of what they're going to get themselves into. Um, Franklin, their half of the draw sets up nicely for them, you know, with Reese, Reese Thompson and Drew Byerly and Corey Richards. You know, they've got some... Some interesting pieces there. Reese's, uh, you know, can be a big-time scorer. Corey's going to Ball State to play football. He's a good athlete. Uh, when I saw Franklin play Plainfield last week, Drew Byerly, the junior forward, really took over. Um, I think he had 14 in the third quarter. Just took people off the dribble. You know, I imagine Trace will probably guard him a lot because um, he's Franklin's biggest player. Um, But that should be interesting. If he can have any type of effectiveness on Trace, even get Trace into foul trouble, you know, pick up a couple cheap ones, that could turn, you know, that game potentially if it happens on Saturday night kind of into a, you know, toss-up.
0: Elsewhere in the southern half of the bracket, you'll have uh, Bloomington South. um, And should mention, J.R. Holmes broke the all-time wins record of Jack Butcher on uh, Thursday night. He has 807 now. And, you know, that's a team that, that, you know, should get through. Columbus North and Bloomington North are both good teams as well uh, in that sectional. Uh, at Seymour, Floyd Central is probably the favorite with Kobe Barnes. I would say they definitely are the favorite, but New Albany, Jeffersonville, Bedford North Lawrence, uh, all those teams know each other really well. Always a tough sectional at Seymour. And then Castle um, and Evansville Wrights, probably the top two. Uh, down in that sectional, but you could guys end up with a sec- or a regional at Seymour, where you got Castle, Floyd Central, Bloomington South, and Center Grove, and, and that's that's a really good four uh, grouping of four there, and, and not to count out those other teams because I think none of those teams I don't think are necessarily you know you just write them into the next round because there are some good good sectional matchups there, but you know if all the favorites emerge there, that's that's going to be a dogfight at Seymour.
1: Yeah,
2: you could almost flip a coin with if those guys get through there. And like you said, I want to count out Jeffersonville. I think they're playing really well down the stretch here with Trey Coleman and Jacob Jones playing really well. So I could see them pulling an upset and beating Floyd. But like you said, Kobe Barnes has just been so consistent this year. Mm -hmm. I would would guess they're going to be the heavy favorite there. But, yeah, that would be a great regional again.
1: Yeah. I think Alex Hemnoye's. Doesn't get talked about nearly enough for the season he's been having. I think Trevor and I talked. He's shooting close to 50% from three on the year. Is that right? Yeah. And, I mean, he's capable of dropping 35 on you without blinking. So um, I know they're young outside of him. Um, Isaiah Swoop, Bob Nunji, you know, they're kind of unproven outside of him. So that's what scares me about Castle. But um, he's been phenomenal he's obviously tucked away down in Evansville so central Indiana people don't really hear about him but he's having an unreal senior year and it wouldn't surprise me if you end up seeing Castle taking on one of those indie teams in semi-state
0: you got a pretty good uh, you know as, as far as star power goes you lose Romeo out of that regional but you could have Trace Jackson Davis uh, Leo from Bloomington South uh, Kobe Barnes from from uh, Floyd Central and uh, Hemingway from uh, castle that'd, that'd be a pretty good uh, you know all 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 guys who uh, could end up on Indian all-star teams Leal's only a, a junior but uh, yeah. those are all all four really good players
1: and then you look at Jeffersonville with Trey Coleman too there's star yeah. power Christian lander at Wright's that they can mm-hmm. beat Castle I mean there's definitely a lot of talent that could potentially end up at Seymour
0: well let's let's kind of run through we only got a few minutes left here but uh into some of the other classes and you know, we'll stay Stay local uh, as we go down to a uh, Garen Catholic uh, in, in class 3A sectional 27. Uh, Burbuff, Addicts, Ritter, Garen, Chittard. It's a weird kind of year. It's only five teams because of Northwest and Broad Ripple um, closing. So for one year, this will only be a, a five team sectional, which is, which is strange. And, and kind of the. Uh, luck of the draw berbuff uh is the only team that doesn't have to uh or I'm sorry uh, Garen and addicts have to play on Tuesday and then the other three are already into the semifinals uh so addict's not a not a great draw <laughs> they have to not only play Tuesday but then play berbuff in the next round if they win uh who do you guys like here I mean Burbuff and addict seem to be exactly neck and neck with each other pretty much that seems to be the case the last few years uh berbuff I know trying to to finally break through. And uh, and knock them off. Can, can the can the Braves and and Todd Howard get it done this year?
2: Yeah, I really like Addicts, but with their draw, I would give Burbuff the the favorite nod. I
1: like Simon Banks and uh, Spencer, would, Spencer Rice. Spencer Jay yeah. Higgins gives them a physical front court matchup. Yeah, that group is
2: just so veteran and experienced. Mm-hmm. I would give them you know the nod here, especially with the draw. But I wouldn't count out Ritter. Or with, yeah. you know, slipping into the semifinals right away. Uh, but, yeah, I would give Burbuff the nod with the, the draw that received.
1: Yeah, I, I think Burbuff, you know, I like the way Todd Howard's group's been playing. Addicts, obviously, very explosive with Harold Bennett and Sincere McMahon. Um, and I think, Kyle, you can correct me if I'm wrong, this might be Addicts' last year in three. I think they're scheduled to go up mm-hmm. to 4A. So And if you look at where they're located, they can get put right into sectional 10 next year. Mm -hmm. Um, So Chris Hawkins might be wanting to try and uh, get it while the getting's good before (laughs) he gets into that uh, bloodbath of a sectional next year if Ags does go to 4A. So maybe a little sense of urgency um, on the Tigers' part here. Um, But like Trevor said, I think Burbuff sets up night. That's going to be a phenomenal game on Friday. Even the first game, Chittard and Ritter, Mm -hmm. um, two Catholic schools going at it. Um, very very good talent on those teams, so that should be a great Friday night up in Garen.
0: Well, I tell you, I, I haven't picked this yet. I have to sleep on this, but I, I may pick Ritter to to win the sectional. Just you know, they, I know they lost Rebuff and Addicts both, but those are early in the season. Um, you know, it's a, it's a senior led team. Nate Soltis, is a really good player, and they have a lot of other good pieces as well. Uh, it's a it's tough because you know that to be good this year, and then you're stuck with Berbuff and Addicts in that same sectional, but I really think I, I like that Ritter team. I think this could be a. It's probably the best draw you could have got. Uh, even though Chittard's not bad either, uh, but but yeah, at least you're on the opposite side of the bracket and you get you get a chance to to get into that Saturday game.
1: Yeah, there was never going to be a great draw, you right? Know, like LC got in their sectional because all the all five teams are good. Um, but I do agree that Ritter Ritter probably got maybe the most favorable out of. All five, I would say.
2: Yeah, I don't think there's any question about that one.
0: Yeah, Ritter hasn't – they haven't won a sectional in 10 years, so uh, could be a chance for them. And then you look at Danville, uh, the Danville sectional in uh, in Class 3A, sectional 28. Uh, again, there's it's pretty well balanced this year. There's not a, a super dominant team. That Beach Grove team is really a, a tough-minded uh, group. Um, you know, that, that's been a team that has won some really good games here of late. I saw him play Ron Colley. Trevor, I think you were there that, that day too. And they really, you know, this is not a vintage Ron Colley team, but I thought really looked good that day. Uh, they played Ritter close here lately, uh, beat beat a pretty good Batesville team. Uh, so they've got some good things going for them. Uh, but again, you know, they have to play Indian Creek that first night. And then, uh, it, you know, then they would get Heron, which is definitely a winnable game. And then the other side, Manuel, would play the winner of TriWest Danville. And those rivals always get after each other pretty good. So very much a toss-up, I think, at Danville.
2: Yeah, it seems like this sectional the past few years has been that way. You can't really predict it very well, but I do like Manuel with uh, Jalen Johnson inside. Mm -hmm. His size is going to be a problem for everybody in this sectional, but like you said, Beach Grove with Juwan Allison's kind of X-factor, athletic wing, um, he could definitely at least slow down Jalen Johnson if they do meet up. So, yeah, like you said, it should be a wide-open sectional there.
1: Yeah, I definitely think it's, there's no runaway favorites in here. I know, Kyle, you've written about this, but Beach Grove with their added motivation playing for Coach English after he passed away earlier in the year. Um, just what that will do to them uh, at this time of the year. You know, it can go both ways. It can give them um, something added, you know, an extra boost, or, you know, I don't know how draining this has been on them emotionally for the past, you know, two, three months. Um, so it could, you know... Are it how much is left in their tank after what they've been through this year.
0: Yeah, you're right. I mean, they're definitely playing I talked to all five of their seniors. They definitely feel like they're playing for something extra. Uh, but like you said, that can it, it doesn't always manifest itself into um, into victories necessarily, but but it is it would be a great story. They've <clears throat> Matt English never won a sectional there. Uh was close several times. And uh, of course, don't forget about Danville Brian Barbers done this <laughs> seems like all the time. They're they're playing good this time of year, but Tri West did beat them uh kind of a surprising you know, they beat them by thirteen uh if, if, a few weeks ago. So you just never know in those uh you know, those rivalry games. Yeah, especially Danville and Tri West, those guys yeah always get after each other. So And then we look down, let's let's uh kind of bump on down to uh to two A and there's some really, you know, kind of interesting local matchups there as well. Um Park Tudor is a team that, you know, they, they've really kind of been on the rise here. First year for Tim Adams. Uh, they're in the Speedway sectional, uh, and they play Cena in the first game. And then the winner of that will play uh, Heritage Christian. So Park Tudor, Heritage Christian, uh, possibly on that Friday night. And those are two teams that, that you know, are pretty even. Park Tudor beat them uh, by six, I think, earlier in the year. Uh, but that Heritage Christian, a lot of those guys played uh, two years ago on a team that went to the semi-state uh, Andrew Williams, of course, their point guard. And then uh, several other guys on that team who, who have been veterans, been around that team uh, for a while. So you, you got two two teams, I think, that make a pretty deep run uh, coming out of that Speedway sectional.
2: Yeah, I think the key for Heritage Christians, Harrison Echol inside. I think if he has a big game against, if they match up against Park Tudor, I think that's kind of the X factor. I think he was, he was pretty good in that first matchup, but I think he has more that he can do. Especially if they play through him, he's a really good passer. So if they play through him and he's scoring and setting up Andrew Williams and the rest of those guys, um, I might give Heritage Christian a slight edge on Park Tudor.
1: Yeah, I think, like you mentioned, Heritage Christian very veteran, whereas Park Tudor is a lot younger. Right. So you know, first time really with expectations for those guys, how are they going to handle those of being a, a target? and being one of the favorites, whereas Heritage Christian has made deep runs before. They understand playing in, you know, pressure-packed environments. So um, that should be a real – I think those two, obviously, like we said, are the, the class of that sectional. You know, I don't see a Washington or a Speedway really um, coming in and doing something from the other side of the bracket. Um, and is obviously not what they've been in years past. But Park Tudor and Heritage Christian, that should be another toss-up game.
0: The other side of that bracket's uh, kind of all three of those teams are very even, Washington, Speedway, Short Ridge, all good teams, and, and one of them will be in the championship game uh, on that on that Saturday night at Speedway. You look up at, at Knightstown uh, in, in that sectional, Howe and Shenandoah, you know, two schools that have very little in common, but the, other <laughs> than playing each other every year in the sectional championship, it seems like, and uh, that could happen again this year. And both those teams, I think, are, you know, legitimate contenders. Shenandoah is a younger team, whereas Howe is definitely more senior-led, and then, you know, the coaching matchup, Dave McCullough against Christoph Kendrick.
2: (laughs) Rising star against a uh, veteran. (laughs) Yeah, I think those two teams are just a class of 2A, except especially in central Indiana. Mm -hmm. I would say they're easily the best two teams, so it'll be fun, like you said, contrasting styles, Howe wants to get up and down. Shenandoah will control a little bit more, and especially against Howell, they're going to play at their pace, and um, that's how they uh, pulled the upset last year. But should be a fun matchup to uh, see what goes down there.
1: Yeah, Shenandoah has lost once on the year. I think that double overtime to New Pal, who we talked about yeah. as one of the favorites to win their four A sectional. How's got five losses, but we know the type of schedule that Christoph Kendrick has there. They're playing almost a, beat L N the other. Yeah, night. they're playing. They're not afraid to take on whoever wants to play them. So, um, it, we kind of talked about this with the Pike and, and Ben Davis matchup. If How can get in and be physical with Shenandoah's guards and really take away, you know, their rhythm of their offense, their cutting, because it's it's exactly like you would expect a small rural school to play. It's five basically five guards that just drive and kick, and if somebody's got an open shot, they take it. If it's not. They'll just work and try and get somebody else an open shot, very balanced, but like you said, younger. They're really led by three sophomores. Mm -hmm. Um, And if Howe can really get in and disrupt their rhythm and force some turnovers and pressure them and be physical, uh, I think that favors the Hornets. If Shenandoah can kind of make Howe run around for 30 or 40 seconds every possession until they break down, you know that's not the type of game Howe wants to play. So tempo is going to be crucial in this matchup, um, and... Really should be a fantastic game on Saturday night.
0: Yeah, I don't really see anybody else. Uh, I know Wyatt Felling from Triton's had a great year. Triton Central, they play Howe in the first game. Uh, He's scoring about 27 points a game, but probably be hard for uh, Triton Central to beat Howe. So definitely Howe and Shenandoah, uh, a couple teams to beat there in uh, the sectional at Knightstown. Uh, And then briefly uh, talk about the South Putnam sectional. Um, Monrovia is a team that they have not won a sectional since 2000, Uh, They have a couple really good players on this team this year, Um, Trevor, and they, they, you know, I think are probably the favorite in this sectional, although Covenant Christian, they're kind of sitting there with a 10-11 and record, and you might not notice them, but uh, they always play a tough schedule, and I would say they're maybe the second-best team uh, when you look at that field.
2: Yeah, like you said, Monrovia with Max Newman and Josh Smith, and probably the best two players in the sectional. Um, with size and skill so it's going to be tough for any team to match up with them but like you said covenant christians played a a really tough schedule played a lot of good indianapolis teams so they've seen that type of talent before and they're going to be ready to go um i wouldn't count out south putnam or cloverdale either um alan plunkett for south putnam and the freshman kyle thomas for cloverdale if those guys get hot they could pull an upset or two but Yeah, I think it comes down to either Monrovia or Covenant Christian to uh, win this one.
1: Covenant Christian definitely has a a beneficial draw in this matchup with North Putnam and Cascade, both Mm -hmm. two teams that are um, at least 10 games under five hundred. so the draw sets up well for them. I think, you know, obviously Monrovia can't look past Cloverdale, um, but you get to that South Putnam game on Friday, you know, two schools that are close by, South Putnam on their home court. Um, Alan Plunkett's a six four, six five kid that can really shoot it and stretch out defenses. Um, that could be an interesting matchup, you know, if they catch Monrovia in the right night, Plunkett's going off. Um, that could breed some trouble for Monrovia, but I think Max Newman, um, like you said, the best player in the sectional, in my opinion. I know yours too, Trevor. Um, that usually counts for a lot at this time of year.
0: Cloverdale's kind of had Monrovia's number uh, in the sectional the last few years, but they don't have quite the uh, firepower uh, with the Clovers this year that they've had uh, in the years past. So, Cooper,
1: Nice, and Jalen Moore. not yeah, coming not, out of that locker room.
0: They might be there, but uh, not not in uniform. So uh, then we kind of let's take a quick look down in uh, in one A, uh, where you know Morristown is a is a again very good team. Um, you know they don't have also quite probably the the firepower they had last year. Uh, but they're sitting there at eighteen and four in the in the southwestern uh, sectional, and uh, you know I would say you know it, them and Oldenburg. It could come down to those two teams, you know, playing in the in the in the championship game, and, and uh, I think that'd be a great matchup. Oldenburg actually beat them uh, earlier this season, so Morristown kind of knows what they'd be getting into with that matchup. Yeah, I think
2: Morristown's playing better than what they were when Oldenburg beat them with Logan Lasseter, the senior. He's a big part of that state championship team last year, but really like Oldenburg's makeup. Jacob Johnson, 2020 uh, wing for him, and Just overall, they have size, skill, um, just at every position. So they're going to be tough to beat in this one. But, yeah, like you said, Morristown winning the state title last year and Logan Laster back. That would give them a a slight edge even though they lost to Oldenburg in the regular season.
1: Yeah, and Laster had a triple-double last year in the state title game. So it's not like he's going to shy away from a big moment. I haven't had a chance to see Oldenburg um, this year, I know Trevor's seen him a couple times and really likes Jacob Johnson, you know, a kid who, out on the wing, can score in a bunch of different ways. And that should set up, you know, they're on opposite sides of the draw, so that's going to be a potential meeting in the championship game on Saturday night. Um, doesn't look like there's a lot else in that sectional that's going to really threaten either of those two teams. So it should be, you don't want either of those teams looking ahead to that potential matchup, but I really don't see any. Uh, places where either of those two teams are going to trip up along the way.
0: Yeah, Hauser's down a little bit this year. I know Rising Sun uh, is a team that uh, is getting better. Uh, Kyle Krim is another good player from Morristown. Who, he played a role in that team as a freshman, and and I think he's averaging double figures this year as a sophomore. I th- he'll be a name to know here in the next couple of years too. And then also just to touch on briefly, uh, University uh, in their sectional, they're hosting that sectional, and uh, a team that really likes to shoot the three and does it really well and uh, a team that also has some experience uh, in the tournament. They they gave Morristown a really good game last year uh, in the regional and uh, lost by two points, probably the toughest game Morristown had along the way. Uh, this is a little bit different team. they they got some different pieces. Uh, Max Greenmoyer, a really good three-point shooter uh, for them. But you know, this sectional is interesting, too, because Metropolitan, uh, the Pumas, if you remember them from 2011, doesn't seem like it's been that long, won a state championship out of nowhere back then this is a different team they've got some good size and and i think a team that could give uh, university some trouble also traders point is is another really good team in that sectional uh, so it's not a not at all a runaway i don't think for university
2: no definitely not I've, i'm interested to see that met uh, traders point game noah jordan having a great year for met um the williams brothers wesley and warren also really good for them and Traders Point has a senior Alcayat Caldwell, mm-hmm. uh, like in that six four six five range, like you know the Warren Williams and Noah Jordan. So he'll have the athleticism and size to match up with those guys. So that'll be a fun game, and I think either one of those teams could pull an upset against uh, University, just having more athleticism, a little bit more size than University. I think that could put them in line for a, you know a one off upset victory.
1: Yeah, I think. And you saw Met against Cathedral, and they were playing without Noah Jordan, who's been, uh, I think they said, battling the flu. So you wonder if he's going to have his win back, but um, they should be able to take uh, international um, in that first game. You know, you look at University, a very balanced team. Um, I'm looking at Max Greenemoyer's stats right now. I mean, who wouldn't love this? He's only taken 10 two-point field goals the entire (laughs) year. I mean, this is just... This is a rec basketball league dream right here, just (laughs) sit around jack threes. But they're very balanced. I mean, he leads them um, at 12 a game, and they have a bunch of guys averaging between his 12 and like five or six. I think there's like eight guys averaging over five points a game. So if you take him away, there's other options for them to have. Um, So that should be interesting. Their side of the bracket um, does look a little bit better. That Met Traders point game potentially on Friday. Um, could be a really good one and then obviously the championship on Saturday.
0: yeah i actually talked to max a little bit about his three-point shooting for a story i'm doing and, and he really can't he's a he's almost shoots them like their layups watching him in practice <laughs> he's a really good three-point shooter and like you said jeff that's pretty much what he does for that team but he does it well uh, well really appreciate it guys uh, should be a lot of fun next week uh going into the uh, into the sectional do you guys know where you're going to be are you gonna have you made your plans yet for next week?
2: Uh, still deciding, but I'll be hopping around south, north, central Indiana, everywhere basically. Uh,
1: Trevor's got yeah. the Indiana basketball source charter penalty <laughs> fueled up, ready to, ready to head out at a moment's notice. I
2: think Tuesday going to go down to see Bossy Heritage Hills on that opening in 3A. That should be a great game. So. Yeah. Go down there and see Kieran Paul against Blake Sisley uh, in the post. should be a good one.
1: Yeah, I think I'm going to be at Carmel on Tuesday, um, unsure about Wednesday, and then um, probably Garen Catholic on Friday, and... Wouldn't mind heading out to Knightstown Saturday to see that House-Shenandoah game. That should be a, a really intriguing, great game between uh, two really good teams.
0: Should be. That should be a lot of fun. I joked about Christoph Kendrick and Dave McCulloch, but that's only because Christoph texted me and said they, <laughs> said they lost the coaching matchup already. So, uh, but that should be a lot of fun. It should be a great game uh, if that if that comes to fruition. There should be a lot of great games. Uh, Saturday night you, you know, you could have Warren uh lc you could you know whoever comes out of that sectional 10 is going to be a great game so uh, i think it's the most fun week of the season and uh and really looking forward to it but really appreciate you guys coming on thank you very much
1: as always kyle appreciate
0: it we'll be back next time on uh what do we call this the uh, the (laughs) high school press podcast